Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Let's just keep standing for a moment. Let's just um, bring glory to Jesus. Hey, first... um, I just pray quickly before we get into the word today. Father God, we thank you for who you are. Thank you for who you are in our lives, Father. And we thank you for the privilege that we get to do this today, to be in your house and to hear what you've got to say for us, Father God. As I speak today, Father, let you speak through me and let your word accomplish what it was meant to accomplish in people's hearts and lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, why don't you take your seats? I am a bit emotional, actually. <laughs> More than I thought I would. <laughs> uh, just, just, hey, just encourage me. I think I need a little bit more of the amens coming today. It's good. Hey, such a privilege today to be part of baptisms. Such a privilege. Um, personally, you know, as... Jaden was getting baptized, our, our oldest. Uh, it feels like, you know, God's telling us, you know, the importance of our generations. The importance of our generations. Hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, well done to you for being, being part of what you're doing to build the house and build your generations for Jesus. Whew, come on. <laughs> hey, if you're a part of, of um, family and friends who have come to support baptisms, we welcome you. And we, you know, you have a place here in Global Heart if you want to come back and be a part of what we are about. Come talk to the team, and I believe that there could be, uh, uh, could be, could be something that God's got, and just be open to that as well. I just want to thank Pastor Amber and Ross. You know, let's give them a big hand. Hey, what a fantastic morning! And to the whole New Christian Starting Point team, what we see today in the pool at the back is this a culmination of many weeks of planning, many weeks of prayer, many weeks of actually journeying with people. And I want to just commend that team that's, um, you know, put all the effort behind the scenes to make this happen for people to walk into their destiny in Jesus. Hey, I just want to, you know, share a word of encouragement from the Bible, <laughs> which is God's written word. Right? Can I just ask that you be open at this time? When I say open, you know, just come into this without any prejudice. You know, forget about me. Forget about, you know, what is this guy going to be talking about. It's less about me than really just leaning into what I'm speaking, where I'm speaking from. You know, what is it that God is trying to communicate to you at this time? Just be open in your mind, your hearts. Be very expectant that you got something in this that you are going to receive something in this. And I pray that this will trigger something in you personally, wherever you are, whatever season you are in life. Hey, on Vision Sunday, one of the important days of, of the church calendar, Pastor Jared, our senior pastor, brought a word for this, for this season as a church. He said, wisdom builds the house. Yeah. Now, we want to be people who build a house on wisdom. And I want to talk a bit more about that today, Where does that kind of wisdom come from? 
you know, let's compare and contrast the types, the type of wisdom that comes from God and quite frankly, any other type of wisdom. Now let's read this from the Bible, from the Gospel of Matthew. And the word should come up on the screen to help you to follow along. And this is Jesus speaking to people who are following him. And Jesus spoke in parables or stories to help explain some of the, you know, more complex um, concepts that we might not understand. You know, he really dumbed it down for the man on the street. And this is one such parable. It says, Jesus is saying this in Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Wow. That's such a dramatic finish. I mean, collapse with a mighty crash. I read this passage and my mind goes off into, into those, you know, um, videos that you see online which talks about the demolitions, right? So I don't know if you've seen Skype scrapers just come crashing down pretty quickly, you know? And then there's the other side. I looked at this and I go, hey, these structures, which were, took a long, long time to build, comes crashing down very quickly. Yeah. I looked at some of the videos of construction, and they're like time lapses, right? Because you, you'd be sitting and, and waiting for, the, for that thing to be built up. Yeah. The time lapse is like a quick way of just you know, capturing probably months or maybe years of construction very quickly in 10 seconds. But really, when you're looking at a demolition, you almost want to see it in slow motion. <laughs> but that's the kind of contrast we're talking about when we're talking about building up and breaking things down. Right? So when it happens, it happens very quickly. When it breaks down, it happens very quickly before we even realize that. Right? So Jesus is talking to us about, you know, what is this? He's not talking about us building. Not everyone's going out and building stuff as in constructing buildings or, you know, physical things. But Jesus is actually talking about something really, something more valuable, yeah. much more valuable, which is really our lives. Yeah. Our lives. We construct a life, or we could construct a life on all kinds of foundations that have no chance of supporting us in the long run. Uh, you, you need to stop and think, right? Some of you might argue that I got this all sorted, I know what I'm doing. I've been there. <laughs> Can I challenge you? There's, a, there's always some area in our life that needs to be rebuilt, to be built again, to even start building. You know, but one thing we can all be certain of, and we can all agree on, is all of us are building something. <laughs> by choice or by compulsion. You know, you could be starting up. Yeah, it, just getting into university, just getting into a new job, a new career, you know, starting a new relationship, having your baby, a new business, whatever that looks like, you could be just starting up. Or you could be consolidating. You know, you could be expanding your business, getting a job promotion, thinking about more kids. Not me. 
you could be restarting something because you know you've just moved on from a relationship you've just moved on from a job you've just been fired or whatever that looks like could be or you could be at the end of a season you know you could have a failed relationship a failed career you can have failing health it could be all of those things but we're constantly in the process of building by choice or by compulsion hey i just want to highlight two points in, from this from this passage in the bible the first one is when you read this we have a choice to make we have a big choice to make this parable is about two builders right so when you talk about two builders okay they're qualified to build something like you and i are here and we're building something we're qualified we have we might have a vision right we know what we want to build i want to have a successful career i want to be a great parent i want to have a big solid business whatever that looks like that you're you're building you already have a vision you might have some plans some blueprints and details about how you want to actually go and do this i believe that you know these two builders knew what they wanted to do they knew what they wanted to do but but they both heard the message and this is exactly where this the path diverges they have a choice so they make a big choice in that next step the difference is not so much the plans that you have but almost the materials that you want to use to make this successful now that really is the choice the big choice that we have right what are we standing on what are we building our foundations on is what jesus is saying so it's not just about listening the important thing is about doing or building on what jesus is telling us yes. right the contrast and the more important part of it, the doing bit is the word obedience now what god is asking us to do once you've listened to him he's asking for obedience now obedience is every time i think about obedience i think about my parenting my parenting goes like just do it <laughs> why do i have to because i told you so <laughs> it works most of the time by the way people <laughs> it's to try it now but really what what god is asking us sometimes is to just obey he's asking us to surrender our thoughts our wisdom our ideas our plans and bring it under the obedience of god's word now obedience isn't doing like my kids usually do when i talk about obedience they'll do it till i'm watching they'll do it to the extent they feel they need to do they do it just to get away with it all sorts of different gray areas in this area of obedience but really you know obedience means we we're not doing it just to the point where we are comfortable doing it we're not doing it to the point where we are feel like we can do it we are talking about complete compliance to the word of god complete reliance on the word of god we are talking about getting ourselves surrendered to the authority of who is god in our lives we can only obey if we really accept authority so when we do not obey and when what we are really saying is god i guess i get that part of what you're telling me but this part doesn't work for me so i'll rebel I don't accept that authority in this area of my life. That's really what we're saying if you're not listening to the warning or the counsel of what is doing and giving us through his word, his wisdom. I get it, it's not easy. We live in a world that is dominated by campaigns. I don't know if you realize, but you're campaigned all the time. 
You walk, people are wearing things that are influencing you. You know, you're looking at ad campaigns that come on every stream of device that you're looking at. If you watch a movie, most of the time there's placements in there that try and influence the type of things you should wear and the types of things you should buy. Most of the times that you're touching and feeling and seeing are influenced by a consumer-driven thing. So when we talk about a marketing campaign, really that's what it comes down to, it's driven by two primary emotions. Fear or hope. And the best return on investment for marketing campaigns is that it's, if it's driven by fear. Most of it is fear of missing out or FOMO. That's what they're, they're doing. But it's a negative campaign which drives your greed, your fear, your envy, your pride and shame. Even the most hyped up ones, which give you a, supposed to give you a feel-good feeling like, like Nike's just do it, really is presented as a positive message, but the underlying undertone behind all of that is, hey, you need to have this. If you don't have it, you can't do it. <laughs> to just do it, you need to do what I'm telling you to do. There's a lot of pride, envy, shame behind these things. And really, it's still being driven by, by a negative, negative message. It's extremely hard for us to get. We almost feel like, you know, I feel like I'm getting carpet bombed. You know, that's like, you know, sorties getting, flying, the planes flying on, b constantly bombing. You have no time to even look up or come out of your bunker. It just feels like you're getting this deluge of information, of things, of choices that you need to make in your life, driven by and, and stoking your fear, right? So when we come back to, okay, what should I do in this situation? Godly counsel is mostly countercultural. Most often, it is not what we hear all the time from our friends, from our colleagues, from our bosses. Whatever that situation is, it is typically countercultural in a lot of ways. It's very important for us to go back to God's Word. Pick up your Bible and make sure whatever you're feeling, you're thinking, you're hearing, whatever counsel comes under the authority of God's Word. It's important for us to gain an understanding and wisdom that comes from God's word. Don't do it because you've been swayed by public opinion or greater good theories or groupthink. Or groupthink. There are many people who build our lives on those kind of choices, on that kind of wisdom. It feels like shifting sand. Really, the choice we need to make is to stick to what is being said in the Bible and live by what is being asked by God in the Bible. It says in James chapter 1, 22 to 25, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do as it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away and forget what you look like. Sometimes I don't want to know what I look like, but, <laughs> but really, we're making a choice one way or another. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. God will bless you for doing it. Not for hearing it, not for just taking it in, but actually doing it. When we talk about wisdom builds the house, Pastor Sue spoke to us last week in, in her message where she was saying wisdom is the application 
of knowledge. The application of God's word. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be making good choices, not just to listen and assimilate, but actually do it in every area of our life. And make sure that they are lining up with the word of God so we can live a life of security, stability, and longevity. Is that good? Come on. So that's the first point. It's really the big choice you need to make is to be obedient to the word of God. The next thing is we have to stand the test. We have to stand the test. So what this talks about when we are building, it says the storms are coming. Newsflash. For people who have been long enough in church or in life, you know the storms are coming. Whether it's in your spiritual life, your church life, your financial life, your relationships, your career, or any other area in your life, there's definitely a newsflash. Storms are coming. And when we put up a building today, here in church, for example, you know, we have so many building codes that we have to follow. We just can't do our own thing. Now, these building codes are there to, to establish some norms and practices to ensure that we are safe. It's to protect us. It's not to put you in a box. It's not to compress your thoughts. It's not to make sure that you're not good enough. But these are there to bring protection to you for your safety. Now, God's given us these codes for life. These are devised by godly wisdom. They are intended to make your life better and more stable so you can stand the test of time. So if, if you are building without these codes, you know, typically what you'd have is a plumbing leak or an electrical fault. Or we recently had a roof leak, right? Cracks in the wall, a shifting foundation, whatever that looks like. You know, you might have a fire hazard or you might be flooded with water if you're not actually looking after building your house on the right codes. So a, an individual or a builder who's going on and building what God is asking you to build, or you have your plans, but you're building it on the basis of what God is telling you how to build it, is more likely to stand the test of time. Right? You're not talking about a lifetime guarantee of the building. We're also talking about an eternal guarantee for our lives. We have to plan this before the rain comes. Right? We never knew we had a leak till it actually rained. So there could be areas in your life that you don't even know that there are cracked. It's shifting. What's behind those walls, between those walls? You have no clue. Most of the time, we go about life completely oblivious to things that we need to be actually looking after and looking to put a plan in place. We need to be ready before it starts, before it becomes a fire, I mean, before the fire actually takes on, to put a fire plan in place. You can't be planning for rain on a rainy day. You can't be planning for rain on a rainy day. You need to have the umbrella ready at least before you go out, not when you're actually wet. You can't be surprised. You can't be angry. Like, why did this happen? It's not meant to happen. I've done everything that I'm meant to do. But the storms are coming is what you're saying, and you need to be prepared and ready for that. Can I get the band to join me now as we get to the end of this? Hey, it says in Ephesians 6, 13 to 18 in the message translation, you know, what, what can we do when these storms are coming? What is asked of us when we bring this under the word of God? What is it that we are doing? You know, first it says, be prepared. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. 
So you're not meant to do this alone. You can't handle this on your own. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued. So that when it's all over, but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon in the same way prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. There are two things that it speaks to me as to how I can stand the test of time. One, I bring everything that I am going through, every choice I have to make under God's will. The other part is for me to also pray and stand firm using all the weapons that God's given me in this life. It's pretty obvious, isn't it? It's not earth shattering. But it's extraordinary how many of us just build things on what we think are great, crumbling sands, debris, building on ruins, build facades around everything so that it looks absolutely great. Hey, I was there for many years in my life. I was building strong towers. I was successful. I knew what I was doing. I had money, I had fame, I had recognition. You know, I had everything going for me. But I knew that it really wasn't built on anything that could stand the test of time. I wasn't building it because I was building it asking God for guidance. No, 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 I used God or justified my actions and said, God, this is what you wanted me to do, right? Bless what I'm doing. Not bless what you're asking me to do and what I'm doing. This is literally how I was running. But for me, the penny dropped at one point where I had to make a decision to say, I don't want to live a shell of a life. I don't want to have a facade that looks good on the outside, but I want to have a good, strong foundation. And sometimes God has to break things apart for to get you to that place. So don't feel bad that if you are not in the best place to be building, but you have a choice to make today that if you put God's word as your strong foundation, whatever has been brought down, God has the ability to restore and restore strongly and make sure that you can stand the test of time. I want to leave you with this. Build your house on God's wisdom so it can stand the test of time. Ask God to teach you, to guide you, to interrupt you, to build for you, to break down things that you don't need rebuild things that you need, strengthen you, and also beautify what you're building because ultimately we are bringing this for glory to Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.